Good morning, entrepreneurs and king and empire builders. Uh, I just left the gym where I just uh, did cardio and some weights. And I was thinking about my discussion yesterday where I said, asked you, how bad do you want things? And I got to thinking about um, mindset. And I got to thinking about you. And I just wanted to always be of an encouragement to you uh, wherever I go and whatever I say I want I hope and pray that I'm an encouragement to every one of you how bad do you want things well I'm gonna tell you it takes a commitment to uh, reach your goals to, to reach to not just aspire to something you know aspire to success uh, but to be inspired and actually move toward that. Uh, you know, if you dream about things, if you have these visions of what you want to do in life, but you don't put work behind them and you get discouraged and you get derailed, listen, we're all part of the human race. We all ha are inflicted with the human condition. And that means that we struggle to stay on task and stay focused. Some people it's harder for than others and I get that but it, at the end of the day if you really want something you have to put your mind to it and work really really hard the other thing is <laughs> I I hear this a lot uh, my clients that I work with and I've worked with thousands of clients all around the world and I hear this so often they're they're saying when they're going to make a decision or when they're thinking through a process they hear my voice in their head. Now, that is kind of scary in one respect and humbling in another. It's scary because it means that I have iterated something more than once to the point where they actually hear me saying, why are you doing this? What are you doing? Uh, should you be doing this? Asking really basic questions, which is really the uh, art of mentoring because I, I get them to a place where they think like me uh, and that's what mentoring is. It's becoming more like your mentor. But also, it's humbling because it says that I'm making a difference in their life. And really, that's why I do what I do. You know, I often will assess what is it that I'm doing and why am I doing it. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is I ask myself, why do I do this? What is it that I get out of this? And you know, what I get out of it is the satisfaction of helping someone achieve more, be more, think differently than they thought possible so that they can do something that they didn't think could be done. And that is really why I do this because when I'm in my sweet spot, like the other day I was talking to a client, it was actually yesterday, I was talking to a client that I've been working with for several years now and this client is going through, uh, their organization is going through a difficult spot. And, you know, now on this side of that difficult situation taking place, things make more sense. And, you know, hindsight is always clear after the fact. We know that. Hindsight is clearer than foresight because foresight has the haziness of not happening yet. And so um, I was talking to this client and I was reassuring them things would be great. They were assured that things were getting, you know, like, and you know what they said? They said, um, it's because I am surrounded by 
good advisors and a great coach that I'm able to walk through this at a different place in my life than I would have a year or two ago. And he's right. This client is correct that if they were where they, if they are right now, where they were two years ago or three years ago when I started working with them, uh, this event would have destroyed them. Now, I don't necessarily mean physically, but possibly, quite possibly, could have tanked them emotionally. And it's not that they're emotionally unstable or anything like that. It's just that this event two years ago, where they were uh, in their, their life, uh, would have been a great challenge for them. But here's the thing. They, they've grown. They, they have uh, expanded their thoughts on possibility. And their leadership has expanded greatly. Because when I started working with this person, part of the, the goal with them was to help them build their leadership uh, up so that they could lead more confidently and lead more boldly and to lead, just lead. Because this person said, this is not my expertise. And I was like, you know what? It's gonna have to become it because you're the leader. They look to you, you have to lead. Now, what this person said to me yesterday was, I am able to lead with great confidence. What a great thing to hear for someone I've been working with for, for a while now and I've seen them grow and expand. And the reason why we continue to work together is because, as I've said over and over again, goals are not a one and done. You build up to a goal, you achieve a goal, and then you build other goals. And sometimes you're building other goals while you're achieving the goal that you're trying to achieve right now. How bad do you want things? And so uh, I was thinking about in the gym, you know, I would say this was about uh, 10 years ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, uh, actually 12 years ago now. <clears throat> My life blew apart, I was going through a divorce, um, I felt terrible about myself, my head wasn't on right, and I'm just being transparent, I'm just telling you a little piece of my story. It was a very difficult, dark place in my life. And I went on a camping trip with a good friend of mine, a friend that uh, unfortunately I've lost contact with, uh, and, and he was a good friend. And I walked him through some times too. But uh, he was he was ministering to me, walking with me, encouraging me. He was just a really good friend. And we went on this camping trip down in southern Tennessee along the um, <clears throat> uh, one of the rivers down there. And it, it was... Uh, not quite a whitewater rafting river, but we were able to go tubing. It was a beautiful trip. We camped out, uh, just had a wonderful time as brothers in Christ, and and uh, just a really good time of healing for me. But one of the things that happened was we took pictures of that trip. My friend took pictures of me, and I took pictures of him, and you know, to remember this wonderful event that we went on, and. <clears throat> When we got back, I got the pictures uh, developed because back then we still had film and not digital as much. And <clears throat> I looked at these pictures and I was, I looked terrible. I was gaunt, I was skinny, I was pale. I looked like I felt. I looked like I had, had the crap beat out of me. And life had beaten the crap out of me. And I was in this really hard place. And I looked at that picture, and I was like, you know what? Never again. And so I made a commitment to myself that health would be a lifestyle for me, that good health, that working out would have to become a lifestyle for me. And so I went 
and I didn't have a lot of money, but <clears throat> I was committed to getting in good shape. So I went and I found a way to hire a, um, a, you know, coach. And we went to, he worked, worked out with me. He was a physical, uh, a trainer, a coach trainer. And we went to it. And here's what I told him. Here's what I told my, my trainer. I want you to help me work out as if I were in a bodybuilding competition. In other words, I wanted to work out like someone who was going to compete, but I didn't want to compete, number one, because the competition was not what was appealing to me. Being in good physical condition was appealing to me, and I knew that if I worked out like someone who was competing in a competition, that my butt would get kicked, but I would get results. And so uh, the other thing I said to him is, I want to do this as naturally as possible. I don't want to do this with chemicals. I don't want to get into, uh, you know, uh, just different pills and things that I didn't have to. I wanted it to be as, as, uh, as healthy and natural as possible. So the first time I went to the gym, the trainer took me over to an area where there was a, uh, a long, you know, what I found out later was a was a, a bench pressing, you know, pipe basically, and it weighed about forty five pounds. He said, "Okay, here's what I want you to do," and he showed me the exercise, and he kept, had me keep doing it, and it's bending over, picking it up, holding it to my waist, lifting it up over my head, putting it down to my waist, and then bit, and bending back over at a ninety degree angle to put it down on the floor, and I had to keep doing that over and over again, and all of a sudden I dropped the the. Uh, the bar and I just dropped it on the ground and I sat down on the bench that was behind me the whole room was spinning and he said are you okay and I said no I'm not I'm getting ready to pass out and he said good (laughs) and I don't know why I I was laying there going you're about to kill me and you're saying good but what I found out from there was he had to find out where my threshold was that was the very first day of working out with him. I had to know where my, he had to know where my threshold was. And from there, he helped me work out. And I went from about 155 pounds soaking wet skinny to a muscular 180 some pounds of muscle in about a two year period where I went, he had to strip off any fat that was on me we had to build up muscle. We stripped fat off again, built up muscle. It was a process. And you know, I was committed to being healthy. Now, as things happen, life happened, things changed, finances changed. And, uh, and I went through some other life changes. I got married again, had kids, and we went through some financial tra- challenges, all transparent here. And I, I kind of started to fall away from the gym. Now, what really did me in was in 2010, I went on a cruise. And of course, I was in the best shape I'd ever been. I enjoyed being on the beach without my shirt on. I looked great. My fiance loved it. She looked great. We were on the beach in, in uh, Cozumel, Mexico. And you know how hard it is to work out on a ship? It was not easy at all. Now, if I ever go on a cruise again, I know what to do. But back then, I didn't. It was very hard to work out on a ship. And so, um, anyhow, I got out of the habit after a week of being uh, gone. And so it got harder and harder for me to get back into the gym. Now, fast forward 
to about six, eight months ago, my heart was racing. I was uh, 181 pounds of fat, not muscle. And I, I was feeling terrible about myself. I couldn't put my shoes on without, you know, stretching. And I'm a little guy, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm naturally a, a thin frame guy, but I had put on some pounds and my heart was racing and hurting. And I went to the doctor and he said, dude, you gotta lose some weight. You gotta exercise, you gotta eat better, cut the salt out of your diet, cut back on your caffeine. Cause I was drinking four or five, six cups of coffee a day. Cause I like coffee. Here's the point. How dedicated are you to yourself, to your future, to your health? How dedicated are you? You've got to get your head wrapped around that dedication and you've got to make it happen. So I just want to encourage you. You can do it. I don't know what you're going through in life, but it can't be something that destroys you. Do not let it destroy you. Make a decision today that you're not going to let it destroy you. Put your head into the game and keep it there. And you know, you're going to leak a little bit. You're going to miss the bar sometimes, but that's okay. Start over again. Don't let it uh, totally disrail, derail you. You can do it. This is Dr. Foster. I'm the success coach with MaximumChange.com. I hope you like this podcast. Please share it. Please comment on it. Uh, visit us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the success coach MC. Look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day.